Hello everyone, welcome to the Pottymouth Garden Club. This is a live special that I recorded with my friend, good friend, Stephen Randalls from Greenside Up. It is all about raised beds and we're going to do, we're going to cover the topics of five tips for raised beds and five negatives for raised beds. So I hope you'll join us in this special with Steve Randall from Greenside Up. Stephen, how are you, sir? I'm very good, thanks. Fresh yes. from the allotment this morning, where I've been sorting out uh, tomatoes. Reminds me, actually, I've got a crazy tomatoes out there in the van that must go. <laughs> well, it's funny. It's funny, Steve. I've got tomatoes now. Tomatoes are coming thick and fast, and there's there's too many. Where <laughs> even folks, friends aren't taking them now. Do you ever get that <laughs> point where it's like you know what I mean? Because my wife said, "I says take that big box in there." And, oh, there's no one at work, so we're getting lumbered now with too many tomatoes. Uh, just make a passata sauce and freeze it, <laughs> that's, 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 that's the way to go. Right, so we're here for raised beds. Like I say, we're just going to talk about raised beds, and I've got my good friend Stephen there from Greenside Up. He's going to tell you, you know, we're going to chat about raised beds. So, Stephen, let's kick us off then. Give us, f- I'm after like five positives for raised beds because raised beds as you know is kind of i think is it like the hipsters or the, the cool thing to have is it are they that good or are not and i thought i'll ask you know because you've got normal <laughs> you know ground and raised beds and yeah. you've been gardening and you know for for many a year Stephen. there many too many long. a year too long and i thought <laughs> I'll, I'll ask steve what he thinks about raised beds so give us Five positives, Steve, about raised beds. Well, do you want the list of five, or do you want one, and we'll talk about? No, it? no, well, give us you... give us the five, and then we'll we'll go over them. I think that'd be the best idea. Okay, well, the the five that I've written down, I've got soil warmth, I've got drainage, I've got convenience, and accessibility, and then the last one is kind of catchy: bed size and accessorize. Right, so these these are your kind of your, your positives for a raised bed. Now, before yeah. we kind of get into just chatting about that, overall, are you happy with raised beds? I think you would be if you've got them and have used them. I think you'd be foolish to be unhappy with them. They have got their downsides, as you'll see later uh, when we talk about the bad points. Um, it's the same as all gardening. There's always something that's bad. There's always something that wants to waylay you. But uh, overall, yeah, I'm I'm ecstatic with them. Right. Well, your first one there, you said soil warmth. So yeah. what, do you, what are you meaning by soil warmth? Because I'm sure you go outside, it's a warm day, your soil's warm no matter where it is. Yeah, well, basically, in in the middle of winter, you can get in normal soil. Once your soil freezes in winter, you get that cold thing. You can get this thing called... F- what they call frost heave and that is where your ground actually sort of starts to swell up and you'll see it on paving paths where the paths start to become all dislodged because the ground underneath is frozen and it heaves the soil up 
but that's a mass underneath and it's all the ground is frozen and that's that is your mass that's frozen but with a raised bed it's a singular thing as soon as the sunlight hits that in spring it's immediately warming it up and it's only a small entity for that sun to warm up as opposed to your whole soil mass therefore it heats up quicker and you can get on with planting and sowing and doing the business with it and i guess it goes without saying you know i mean the, the warmer the soil the, the easier it is on your plants oh, you try course, to, yeah. you know yeah Maybe. hands down hands down uh-huh. yeah right you mentioned the la- the next one was drainage yeah now so, i'm just like you know just before we kind of i know it's kind of Drainage in this weather because we've had some great heat of late is a yeah. you know a thing maybe you don't you don't want but on a positive side, well I mean especially in the early part of the year, um, plant a lot of plants don't mind cold and a lot of plants don't mind wet. Well, what they don't like is cold and wet together. If you can actually work in soil that's well-drained, I mean, you can be on clay soil where it just stays wet and wet for ages and ages. Then we get a bit of sunshine. The soil bakes, it's rock hard and cracks, and it's no good to man the beast. But if your beds are above that and they've got good drainage and they're not cold because the sun's warmed them up, Again, it's it's a plus. I've really got to stop hitting this microphone. <laughs> I do apologise. I did. No, I did. It's it's a new little gadget you've got there. That arm, isn't it? it? Is, the it microphone. Is. Yes. You mentioned as well, then, Steve. Convenience. Now, I'm guessing I know where you're going with this because, like you see, you know, my whole allotment is raised beds, and for yeah. me personally, convenience. Um, you know, it age is a thing where it's it's coming to a there, yeah. and I can just you know I built them with the kind of foresight of it'll be easier in me, you know, autumn years. Is that the case yeah. for you? Well, it is. I mean, I'm, and to be honest with you, I'm re-looking at this list again. I mean, convenience comes in with accessibility. So that's number three and four, if you like, because the, there's so much convenience in the fact that you can you can warm them up quick in, in the spring. You can easily access the bed. You can reach to the middle of the bed nice and easy from where you're sort of kneeling down or stooping down. Um, it's just so much more convenient and easier to manage than getting down to soil level. That's really my thing on that with convenience. You've just got to bend over less, if you like, um, to get at the soil and get at the weed. It makes it that much easier to manage. I know that sounds like I know, like you say, but it does make a difference. Do you know what I mean? It's Just like not not yeah. having to go right down, and it, yeah. you know, like the the kids will be laughing at, we're thinking, ah, you dummies, you know what I mean? But <laughs> I start to notice these things, you know, and even when I was kind of building the raised beds, you know, yeah. coming home thinking, God, you know what I mean? So hopefully I'm kind of reaping these, you know, these rewards now. Well, I think you are. I think, you know, from when I first started watching you a few years ago now, Tony, I mean, your allotment plots come on in leaps and bounds and those raised beds I've done you massive favours. I mean, you look at those big ones you built at the back where you've got your strawberries and where you planted out your tomatoes. I mean, they're stunning. And you don't even have to bend over for those. You just walk up, do a little bit of weeding or pick your strawberries. I was going to ask you as well, mind you, is with those kind of thick raised beds, it's, you know, the big heavy ones. It does, It is nice to have them tall, like, you know, kind of high up. But I'm thinking... I wonder how far you go on normal raised beds. Do you know what I mean? Do, do you have to kind of have them that height 
all the time, or is is a low raised bed just as good as a high raised bed? Depends really on what you actually need for a raised bed. If you need that height for the accessibility, if you can't physically bend over because you may be disabled or maybe you can't reach down any anymore, you know, which does happen with age as well, um, then that could be an issue in in itself. The five tips for raised beds. Number four, you said, was accessibility. So, what are, yeah. are you meaning? Just like we're getting a bit old there, and we're tottering around the garden. It's a lot easier for her. Well, it, it's accessibility is for everyone, really. Whether it's your kids or your grandparents or yourselves, uh, it's accessibility. And if you make raised beds the right size and you make your pathways the right size, then it's accessible for all. And one of the things I've brought up in in one of my videos in the past is to measure yourself and everyone that's going to be um, using the bed. So what you should do is go and kneel against a wall. I know this sounds daft, but go and kneel against a wall in a comfortable seating position and measure from that wall to the back of your feet. And that is your pathway size. And do that for everyone. Get a rough average size. And then do the same with a bit of soil, a bit of bed somewhere. If you all take a seed uh, label and then lean over the bed and at a comfortable distance, place that seed label in the bed. Then you can measure that, make your bed twice that width, that average width for everyone that suits everyone. And then you've got your bed width and then you can make all your beds the same size and you can all access it and then you can all reach it and be accessible to all. And that is a brilliant little tip there. It's almost a tip of the week, that one. <laughs> that is a good point, mind you, Steve, because I thought I'd, my raised bed paths, I thought I'd done them pretty, you know, pretty okay, maybe two foot, something like that. But when you've just yeah. mentioned that, when you're like on your knees on the yeah. side getting you do clip the other bed do you know what yes. I mean I do yeah. you know what I mean so you'll never see it on the video but there's times yeah. where I'm kind of almost kneeling and me towards diagonally yes yeah I'm diagonally and if you're kneeling diagonally and then leaning out straight over a bed you're putting pressure on your back and you're hurting your back although you don't know it and the next day you go oh I'll tell you what I've got a bit of an ache there and that's why that's happened and the reason I've said to, to measure you, there is 90% of people out there who will talk about raised beds will say, make them all four foot wide and make all your paths two foot wide. Now, that's fine and dandy until you get to someone who's six foot seven tall and they don't fit. Or alternatively, you've got someone who's four foot five, for instance, the lady of the relationships kind of small. She can't reach in as far. And we've got that on our allotments. We've got... Uh, a, a really tall guy with a really short woman and their beds are sized to fit because I told them to do this and uh, they've been ever thankful. So this must lead on to kind of the, the very last one then, bed size and what was it? Bed size and... Accessorise. Accessorise. So what, what, yes. what, what are you meaning by that? Well, if you've got the right size bed and you make all your beds the right size, all that same size, you can then go and make a protection frame like I've done on my plot. You've seen my carrot frames and my hot boxes and various constructions that go in there. And it just means that I can lift one straight off there and put it on another bed and use it because it's going to fit because all the beds are the same size. So you're accessorizing your beds and you've got protection that you've already built 
and you know it's going to fit there. Top tips, top tips. So that's your five yes. reasons why to go for a, a rear bed. Now, well, this is what I'm kind of interested in, is the five reasons not. Because that, you, you do, you kind of build them and you, and you watch YouTube videos and you think yep. everything is going to be singing in roses. And But sometimes you do come across things and you're thinking, ah, bloody hell. So give us your five things that possibly right. work against the rear bed. Right, well, cost is the first one. And then the second one is maintenance. The third one is drying out, very apt, that one. Number four is pests. And number five is the flexibility. So straight away, I can know the cost ones because it was kind of, yes. I, picked, I picked some wood that, you know what I mean, in hindsight. I mean, it's still, you know, it, it's still lasting. I didn't put any of the black plastic in, you know, like yeah. with kind of protection. And I've had to, you know, drill it and put it in again. And it's still okay. But the the cost is you've got to be prepared and committed. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If that's what yeah. you're going to go for, it's you know what I mean. And it was just like well, easy enough hundreds. Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah, it it's, can a, be. it's a it's an expensive when you go down that raised bed. And even Steve, I mean, I've seen prices. You know, like when companies are making these specialized boutique raised beds. They are just blow out the water any cost oh, that you know you build them yourself. They're just ridiculous. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you've got I mean, the money, yeah, I guess it, yes. But yeah, I mean if you've got the money, I mean you can you can make them. You could use gravel boards that you know normally go underneath a fence to raise a fence up a little bit higher, and they're only a sort of an inch thick. But even them these days are really expensive. So you've got to be careful. You know more permanent for longer term use might be using railway sleepers or something like that. But something a guy on our allotment site has done, he works for the council in the yards there. So he, he takes the diggers out in the lorries and stuff. His old road signs, that's what he uses to make his road bed, you know, his raised beds. So something that might say uh, this road is closed until the 27th of the 12th, 1993 or whatever, can only be used once it gets thrown in a skip. So he's fished them all out and makes his raised beds with them. And incidentally, I've got a load of them to, I'm going to put on the roof of one of my sheds. <laughs> oh, right, right. Oh, wow, wow. Well, next one then for a negative, you mentioned maintenance. What do you yes. mean by maintenance? Well, once you've made them, you've got the soil on the inside of the beds and you can't, you know, 90% of raised beds are made out of wood. Uh, and you can't access that area where the soil is. And even if you peeled the soil back, it would take a long time for it to dry out to give it a coat of paint. So you can't really get in to maintain that. And another thing that can happen is if you put too much soil, you know, you've, once you've filled it with soil, if you don't put enough stakes in there, they can start to bulge out these beds over time as well. So, you know, you've, it's a constant upkeep. And then you've got to paint the outsides as well really to protect them properly so there is a constant upkeep on them there's funny you know steve there's there's a there's a part of that maintenance where i never even thought of and it happened to me on one of my videos and, and i kind of filled it in the, the actual screws coming out do you know what yes. I mean you, yeah. and i was like i didn't even expect that you know yes i was expecting wood to rot to, to yeah. you know say to warp and you know go but the actual screws you know i could like push them in and out you know like the woods yeah. totally like expanded and there's no 
So I've had and to then, get it like, be, then it becomes a bigger job because as that starts coming out, the soil starts falling down behind it. So you've got a great excavation then to be able to push that board back before you screw in a bigger screw, which uh-huh. you know is going to come out again in two years. Uh-huh. And I mean, eventually I'll be kind of shoveling loads of soil and using the screws, you know what I mean? Yes. Kind of like a ridiculous size. But so it is, yeah. it, it's a, it's a, it's something that's, I think, Th- three years, four years, something like that. Maybe five. I'm not 100 percent sure. But the first yeah. bed, and it was the first bed that I built. Yeah. That's the one there where I noticed it. So I'm thinking, right, this is going to happen. That little aspect of maintenance, I need to yeah. kind of be aware of, and that you know, be reality. And, it's going to happen. And the next next time you go to the DIY shop, you'll be buying a bag of screws to cover yourself, ready for doing Just, that. I know, well. I know. Yeah. And like I say, I picked I picked the screw that I thought was an ideal size, but just you know what I mean? Yeah, bigger. So yes, we'll be <laughs> getting screws. You know what I mean? So you mentioned, and again, this is happening constantly to me at the moment, and it'll be happening yeah. to everybody. Do you know what I mean? Kind of don't know who you are if you've got raised bed drying out. Yes, I mean it's been a particularly bad year with the drought and the weather in general this year. But you know, I think over the next few years, this is going to be a recurring issue with droughts and water shortages and and sunshine. You know, we all know this is global warming and drying out, especially if you've got a high content of compost in the top of your beds. Once compost dries out, it's incredibly difficult to re-wet it to keep those plants moist. As as you've been finding out, you've been watering constantly and you come back the next day and it's just nearly as dry again. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely, definitely. So I'm I'm interested in this one then, Steve. Pests, because I would have thought, you know, what I mean, pests. It's it's eliminating them almost, but you see, it's a it's a negative. Well, I mean, we've all seen it when we've picked something up off the floor that's been left o- overnight, a pot or something, for instance. There's always a slug underneath it because they like those dank and dark corners. So once you've got raised veg bed areas, you've creating a perfect environment for these pests to live in and reside. So that's a negative, really. Um, I mean, if you were to part the soil and look carefully down the side of the edge of your raised beds, you will find slugs down there. And it's perfectly aligned there, ready for uh, your plants, ready for them. Last one, then. Last negative, Stephen. Flexibility. What Now, I think I know where you're going with this because I'm kind of think it is something for me where you think, well, the garden set, that's it. It's going to be yeah. t- way too much effort for me, personally, to kind of even just because I'm where I've noticed this the big time is when I come, if I come to renew the plastic on the polytunnel, there's yeah. some heavy, there's one heavy mother of a bed there to even think <laughs> about moving to get that yeah. plastic down. So is that, is that yeah. where you're coming from, is it? Yeah, it is pretty much. You, you, you're sort of set with your beds. And I remember as a kid, and I think I've told you this before, my granddad had a bed down the side of his garden for his veg. And every year he needed a little bit more. And he would nibble a bit off the lawn just to make that bed a little bit bigger. See, that was his flexibility to get more veg in that area and pinch a bit of lawn. When you've got your beds set, you're stuck with mm-hmm. that so you've got to make sure that it's right and you've got them in the right place Stephen Stephen you said yes. at the beginning that when again we had a little chat that you've got an extra forward like an extra little yes. bonus yes. almost like a tip but you see a tip of the year 
for Rhea's beds. Now, I'm, a tip of the century. Oh, Come on. Oh, tip of I'm the ex- century. I'm expecting big things with this. What, what is it then? Right, well, if you're starting off on an allotment, it, it's often hard to resource everything that you need to get going on an allotment. Or even if you're trying to make a big veg patch in your back garden. The simplest thing to do is to, before winter, dig over the whole patch that you want to grow stuff in the next year and let the frost work on those lumps. Just turn it over. You don't need to break it all up. Don't worry yourself about that. The frost will help break it down. And then get a rotavator in the spring. Hire one for an afternoon or a day and rotivate the lot. And this is the best tip ever is lazy raised beds, right? And that is simply you dig out your pathways and you chuck the soil onto your beds. It's lazy. Your pathways are there set. Your beds are ready. It's not perfect. It's not brilliant, but it will see you through whilst you collect the wood that you might have to recycle or you save up the finances to buy the wood to do it properly. But you can basically start with raised beds straight away. Lazy raised beds. Lazy raised beds. You want to market that one. That's <laughs> <laughs> lazy raised bed. Right. Stephen, thank you very much. Thank you very much. And there you go. That was a little interview we had, myself and Steve, all talking about you know the positives and the negatives. So a big thank you to Steve Randall. Look, search on YouTube for Green Side Up. And not just raised beds, every aspect of garden, of veg garden, of flower growing, of everything you can find over there. There'll be a link in the description to pop over to Steve's channel and subscribe. That would be fantastic. So I hope you enjoyed this little special on raised beds from the Potty Mouth Garden Club. Until next time, just like to say, good night from me. 